Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Sticky Sports Podcast Season 3, Episode number 20 on this Overreaction Monday. It is quite an Overreaction Monday. We got college basketball, NFL, Aaron Jones. We got NBA, a bunch of talk today, really just all over the spectrum. Um, so without further ado, let's dive on in. Kicking things off with the Packers, who signed Aaron Jones to a four-year, $48 million deal. The highly criticized deal all over the internet, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Um, so it's a four-year, $48 million deal, $13 million guaranteed. But I think the real issue everyone has is that they drafted A.J. Dillon in the second round just last year. And to see you know him not get an opportunity to start, which everyone thought would be the guy um, that would be the clear-cut RB1 in Green Bay next year. Now, I guess they bring back Aaron Jones in a really confusing decision by the Packers. I want to know your thoughts. Yeah, well, you know my thoughts on running backs. You just don't pay them. It's not worth it. I mean, and then look at the NFC Championship game last year. Aaron Jones had two fumbles, and then A.J. Dillon came in and played pretty well. I mean, he was a second-round pick for a reason. He can play. Like, the whole idea with running backs is you draft them, and then you replace them. You don't extend them. You don't play them on second. I thought A.J. Dillon played really good in the game versus Tennessee, the, the one game he got the starting reps. Yeah, he did. You're so, right. I mean, he's, I don't know, he's, a, he's a good player. There's no doubt. But I think is Jamal Williams. I think he's a free agent as well. Yeah, he's so he's definitely agent. not coming back. He's not going to come There's back. There's no way. So Dylan will get more reps. But like at the end of the day, like the Packers just hate Aaron Rodgers. They just refuse to go out and get him a receiver. They refuse to go out and really. Offensive line. The they, they, Corey Lind- though. See, the point that I want to make right here is that they Corey Lindsay, a free agent, the best center in football, arguably, that many people think is the best center in football. You have him as a free agent and you have Aaron Jones. Everybody knows that the offensive line is, is a better, you know, the offensive line 100%. really carries the run game more than the running back does. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's the running backs are the product of the offensive line, as we see. And the Packers are the highest uh, rush win block rate. I think that's what it, the stat is. I, I definitely just messed that set up. Yeah, but you yeah. get the point. It's at the rush uh, block win rate. And then they're the highest in the league, highest in the NFL. And you're telling me that Aaron Jones is the main reason for all that success. It's obviously the Packers offensive line. That was really the big driver of the Packers running mm-hmm. game this year and in previous yeah. seasons even too. And when I look at a lot of the top running backs in the NFL, I think Aaron Jones is almost one of the, the most system running backs. You, know, you look at Derek Henry, you look at Alvin Kamara. I feel like those yeah. guys create much more than Aaron Jones. I feel like he's well, much more of a product of the line. So I well, just it's think also it's the Matt LaFleur scheme. Out. Matt LaFleur, Kyle Shanahan. Like it's that mm-hmm. scheme with the guy. I mean, mm-hmm. do we already know what happened with the San Francisco running backs over the years? I mean, there's been countless examples of guys who just yeah. come in and out. And exactly. So, like, even like this year, look, who who went off versus the Patriots? Remember like Jeff Wilson? Like just randomly, mm-hmm. like the fourth string running back just randomly went off for the, versus the Patriots. He got hurt. It's all a system. And that, we, we sit around the NFL all the time. I mean, look at the Giants. Saquon Barkley wasn't doing anything the first two weeks. All of a sudden, the the Giants' offensive line like flips a switch, and Wayne Gallman comes in and plays well. Is Wayne Gallman better than Saquon Barkley? No. Probably not, but it doesn't matter to an extent. It really doesn't. Pro- probably not. I love that, but I mean, I saw a meme too from NFC North report. Shout out to them on Instagram. But they basically like kind of made a, a joke about how the Packers. It's like the flex seal, the flex seal um thing, and it's like they patched it with a running back instead of like an offensive line, a cornerback, or a receiver. Yeah, Those that's what I was saying. Before. Like, did they not watch their corners in the NFC Championship game? Kevin King I mean, got burned. Like, Scotty Miller is not catching 40-yard bombs with one second left on the clock. That's not a winning formula. It's not acceptable. I just feel like they don't, they don't like, self-evaluate themselves good enough. Like, how do you 
I don't know. Some of these no, teams the Packers like, are a weirdly run franchise because remember, up until like four years ago, they refused to sign free agents. Do you remember that? Yeah, they they and did. It, they never signed a free agent like ever. A bizarre thing. And like I get it. Some teams like to splurge more in free agency than others, but like. Just well, they don't have an owner too. So, like, it's it's like we, the whole Packers organization is weird, kind of like just like it's different than I guess. Yeah, and I mean, at this point, they're really just relevant because they happen to draft Aaron Rodgers 15 years ago. If they didn't have him, they'd be terrible. It's just like they have oh, the Adams, so bad. Great. They have like they have some solid players, but at the end of the day, they're just completely carried by the other. But you got to give them credit. They they did draft Aaron Rodgers, and then they get Brett Favre, of course, in the trade with Atlanta like a couple. Yeah. Like decades ago, but mm-hmm. so they they they've done some decent moves, I guess. But I know, but just the last few years, all I could do is shake my head at what they've done. I know. I mean, it's I like know. look at the NFL. How do you not have a second receiver when every other team, like Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, you're like look at all these teams, like yeah. ugh, it just blows my I don't, mind. Yeah, and then then they, they they refuse to get a second receiver. They refuse to help help the offensive. Their line. two they draft picks are irrelevant now, the, from mm-hmm. last year too. And then the third yeah. one, the third one was a tight end. The third one was a tight end, dude. A random it was like a tight fullback end. slash tight end. He was a scrub. A so your first three picks were literally just wasted for no reason. Mm-hmm. Although I think A.J. Dillon will be solid this year, but the first pick is 100% wasted. Oh, the second, the second, no, A.J. Dillon's wasted though, because why would you pay Aaron Jones down to take all the I, Well, I agree. I agree. But at least he'll contribute. The other two won't even contribute. Yeah, no. All right. That, that, is, that is a fair point. All right. Well, let's move on. Uh, we got some big news yesterday. Oh, your least favorite player. is retired. Yeah, you know how I feel about Drew Brees. Obviously, he's a he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. I won't deny that, but I think he's become a little overrated throughout his career. He likes to compile stats, likes to throw for five thousand yards and thirty five touchdowns, and he doesn't like to do much else. But you know, I, I, obviously, it's time. Like the, the guy can't play anymore. Um, at least he knew it was time because if he came back another year, that would have been hard to watch. Yeah, I mean, like you no, know, I I agree with that. But I will say about Drew Brees is that you know, obviously, right now he's going to be overhyped because. That's just what happens when Philip Rivers re- announces retirement. Like everybody just praises him, and it's all this, you know, is he a Hall of Famer? And everyone's like, of course he's a Hall of Famer. But then I guess when you actually get time to reflect our careers, you might change your opinion. But right now, he deserves all the flowers, um, at least for today, because that's what usually happens when they retire. Everyone just, you know, overrates the living crap out of them. It's like, oh, this was a god quarterback. Like, Drew Brees was good and all, but not even close to Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, I, I, should, I shall say. Um, because I think Aaron's way better than Drew, but doesn't take away what, what he did. Second all-time passing touchdowns, um, the all-time passing yard leader, Super Bowl champion. And completion percentage, I believe. Super Bowl MVP, completion. Like, he did a lot of stuff. So in, I know like yeah, you like to knock him for winning, but at, at least he got one because like I get yes, Tom, no, what I will say is Tom Brady winning seven has kind of diminished these other quarterbacks winning just one. It's like so sad too. It's, because, it's like, very true. Because winning one, like, I mean – if you win one, at least you're proven that you could do it. Like you could do it. And then it's not like you're like an elite winner, but you could do it. And just and how many, Tom's how many of two, the, the only one in recent memory that even won two is Eli. I mean, yeah, like, so it's impossible for, for people to win two these days. Just, I feel like Tom's really kind of like ruined it because like if, if Tom didn't <laughs> win seven, his, like his legacy, Drew Brees winning one would just be much higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like Tom Brady just has like a chokehold on the Super Bowl right now. It's like quarter, other quarterbacks don't even have a chance. Aaron Rodgers doesn't even have a chance to win the Super Bowl anymore. You know, I mean, we'll get into it in a second, but like the Bucs are, they're probably better than last year at this point. It's just not even oh, fair. Man. Yeah. And we'll talk about that in a little bit, but yeah. um, let's move on to Russell Wilson. So we kind of talked about this last podcast, I believe for a little bit, we didn't actually have a, a real topic about it, but you know, it's been heating up, obviously Russell Wilson, the bears, um, they freed up $23 million in cap space over the weekend by converting roster bonuses to signing bonus on multiple marquee players, such as Khalil Mack. Um, and I guess now it's like 
why you why do you make that move to free up 23 million in cap if you're not going out to make a serious move in free agency or um via trade so it seems right now that the bears are trying to do something to to really you know go after a quarterback yeah, I mean, it might. I, I don't buy into the Russell Wilson rumors. Like, I don't care for those at all because, like, that's just all talk. Like, they, they, we've been hearing this for years. I mean, it can never hurt to free up cap space, though. And with the with Leonard Floyd leaving, they might be trying to sign another edge rusher like uh, Bud Dupree, and that's going to well, be Leonard a big Floyd. Leonard Floyd was on the Leonard Floyd was a bear before, oh, and then he's yes, in. yes, yes. I'm sorry, but they still need another pass rusher, and you know, and there's a few other. Maybe they go after a receiver, not Kenny Galladay, obviously, but. Yeah. Um, you know, a Corey Davis would make we see sense. Aaron Rodgers or Aaron, uh, Allen Robinson. Oh, you see him like he might hold out potentially, so they might want to work out a long term deal with him. Yeah, they, I mean, they got a lot of problems to figure out, but at the end Dude. of the day, it can never hurt to clear up cap space. I don't think this is a sign of them getting Russell Wilson. Who's gonna be so, their quarterback though? Like, oh, I, I have no idea, but like, it, like, it's easier said than done to just say, like, oh, Russell Wilson will be our quarterback. I mean, like, well, I did see a report that. that the Bears are willing to give up five first round picks for Russell Wilson. See, and I don't know how I feel about that. Is that oh, that's, is that's that a bit crazy? My that's a, that's a big crazy five first round picks. I don't know. I but don't to, think it's to gonna get happen. Russ though. To get Russ, it's worth it though. To be honest, to, to get Russell, well, to get a guy probably, that caliber, just, it probably is worth it. Yeah, it's just it's just such a big number five. I know it. It uh, sounds like, yeah. I it, I don't I don't think the Seahawks will trade him for a second though. Because like, what are those five first round picks gonna like? The odds of one of those five first round picks netting them like future hall of fame quarterback well you have to think so about cool. it even i mean you get five in five first time picks it might not be a quarterback but it might be you know some pieces to building an elite championship level defense for 10 plus years like but it could do if you don't have an elite quarterback you're probably not going to win or it could do you know something to have you build a great offensive line like dallas has done or maybe it could be used to you know get another star receiver alongside dk Metcalf. like there's a lot of things that can be used for those picks i, I just don't think that like unless you absolutely have to trade your quarterback, like in the Deshaun Watson situation, I would try to avoid it at all costs. Cause I just don't yeah, think it's I mean, worth it. It's heading that way though. It feels like in Seattle, maybe not this year, but in maybe, a couple maybe, of years, yeah, it's heading I that still way. Think there's another year there. It's just, it, it doesn't seem right. Right. Because now. that team, you have to think they're only getting worse. And I, I I'm sorry to say, but they are only getting worse. Like it's only downhill from oh, here. They're not going to get any better. Especially with all the assets they gave up for Jamal Adams, who just at the end of the day really is not, I mean, he's, he's a he's good disappointed player, with the Seahawks. He's not worth it. He's a safety. They safeties don't have that are, much yeah, safeties are really overvalued. Talk about, yeah, I think that's like the next thing people learn about in the NFL. Cause everyone knows running backs are overvalued. Like I think game breaking edge rusher where they can really just set the tone for the defense. Like he's the safety. And the weird part about him is he doesn't even cover. He like rushes the passer. He's such a unique yeah, I know, player. And like, that's kind of, yeah. He's I not know. worth, he's not worth what they gave up for him or what he's getting paid. Yeah, but, definitely. You know, definitely. who is worth what he's getting paid in my opinion, Shaq Barrett. I think this is a great deal for the Bucs. Uh, Four-year, 72 million, 36 guaranteed. Um, yeah, I mean, the band is back together now. And all we're missing is A.B. and Gronk, and then it's running it back. Well, A.B. and Gronk are coming back. Like, like, like let me say that right now. A.B. and Gronk. There's like Gronk will just retire before he plays for another team. Yeah, so, right, so Gronk is coming back. Like, we know that. Like, yeah. there, you cannot convince me. And I think A.B. is coming back, too. Yeah. Why would A.B. I mean, leave? Oh, I don't know, because maybe he can still secure a payday somewhere else. But at the end of the day, yeah. AB is such a mental case, and the only person who can realistically like reel him yeah. in and get him to play is Tom Brady. I think the real question, the only real guy I think Tampa might not be able to bring back is Leonard Fournette. But 
I don't, don't care about running backs. A thousand yard rusher and Ronald Jones, who just got forgotten yeah. about in the playoffs. He could still play. We, I mean, Leonard Fournette, I think Leonard Fournette would be the starter next year, though, if they were to get him back. Because with the way he was playing in the playoffs, like, I think that can Yeah, I mean, no season. doubt he might be a little better. But once again, as we talked about with Aaron Jones, it's just not worth it. I mean, it's not worth it. The but money is so think, much better spent on Shaq Barrett and Levante Davis. You know, no, but they, no, they got those guys taken care of now. You have to believe, can Tampa somehow convince Leonard Fournette to maybe be like, listen, bro, we'll get you a 16-game starter. We'll start you all 16 games. We'll let you feast. Get all the stats you want. So the next year, you get a massive payday. And but stay yeah, but for cheap this year. Hurt? What if he gets hurt and then he just loses all that money? Yet, uh, another how- underrated agent for the Bucks though, is Cairo Santos, because they haven't had a good kicker in my lifetime, really, until Santos yeah. came around this year. So we'll see if they can get him on the cheap. Dude, he'll get, the thing is about these kind of like kickers, like they want to win that. Like I feel like like being a kicker, you want to be like around like good vibes all the time. Yeah, get a like winning culture. Make like four to five million a year, and I don't know if Tampa like has that kind of money to just throw away on a kicker. But they need like when you're a good team, having an elite <laughs> kicker like that is really important. Tom Brady should just take another pay cut. Niners, they threw how much money at Kyle Uzcheck? You know, like some of these the like, Niners. Really, I don't, why would they do that though? I don't know. I'm confused on that. Really, like, not important positions make money sometimes. So it'll, it'll be interesting. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's no denying, but I think that my point is that they'll get somebody to take a pay cut. They'll get a elite kicker to take a pay cut. I think, cause it, it can't be that hard to get a kicker to take a pay cut. I mean, I don't know if it's just me, but we'll, we'll see. see. I, I think it's impressive that Tampa's made it this far and they've, they've re-signed this I many agree. players. But at the and same time, too, I don't know how important Sue is anyway, with given his yeah. age and the fact that they have Vita Vea. You know, Vita Vey is a beast, but I will say this. People overestimate how hard it is to get out of cap hell. Like the Saints, everyone's like, oh, they're doomed. Like, they're they're screwed. Look at how fat. They're already under the cap now. The Saints did have to cut a lot of valuable players. Like, they cut Cook and uh, Sanders, who were their two leading receivers. But Jared Cook, though, like, he's a scrub. I'm sorry, but Jared Cook's not good at football. He's like a solid player. Like, obviously, like, I get it. Michael Thomas would have been the leading receiver if he was healthy. But the fact of the matter is, that's, like, still your second and third guy that are just – Well, Emmanuel Sanders is a big deal losing him. But, like – to think yeah, they're and then, um, million, to think they're a hundred million over though, and now like it's like you know, they, they cut Jenkins too and Quan Alexander. Like Jenkins those are defensive sucks. starters. Right Jenkins is not yeah, good though. Like, people say that, but like the fact of the matter is, he was still a competent number two corner. Like you know how hard it is to replace that. Like, well, I mean, I think the, the same have been trying for years. You and I both know that. Uh, well, I mean, we have, but I mean, ever since Jenkins and DRC left, we haven't had a second corner. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see. I mean, the Giants, we don't want to talk about I don't want to get a headache from talking about the Giants. <laughs> Kenny Galladay. <laughs> Kenny Galladay, if you're listening to this, please come. Oh, my God. All right, so we got Joel Embiid, which is interesting because we were talking about this last podcast um, about the MVP race, and now Joel Embiid is injured. Um, he hyperextended his knee on a Friday night win over the Washington Wizards. He said to miss two to four weeks. Um, so overall, not bad. Um, of course, David Chow on Twitter, the, the, the worst doctor of all time, who always thinks he's so smart. I, I, I'm sorry. I have no respect for David Chow. He's like, well, oh, he's it's a torn ACL. I got to be honest. He's pretty, he's pretty spot on on a lot of these. No, but no, no, no. I disagree, though. I, have you watched a David Chow compilation? Of, like, I'm just complete. You got to watch it. David Chow, like, um, completely, like, wrong comp. I think it's like, I think it's something along those lines. But. I mean, man, he said it was a torn ACL, right? Like, or he feared it was a torn ACL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was possible. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, of course. Of course I mean, he did. Because he's like a fear-mongering. He's, really he's a bad. fear-mongering son of a bitch. Like, he, he loves to, like, every NBA fan, like, scared of, like, the worst possible injuries. But then in mm-hmm. reality, it's, like, all fine. But 
Yeah, that's David Chow for you. Um, I guess Joel Embiid. So let's just ask you this. Who's your MVP now? Are you still rocking with JoJo or what's the deal? If the season ended right now, I think it'd be Embiid. But missing two to four weeks in a season that's already shortened by 10 games, that's like a solid. What, and like the games are squeezed games. in. Right? It's like games, yeah. 15% of the season. That's a big deal. Um, and then you have to question, like, when he comes back, is he going to be putting up 30 and 15 every night? So I think this is Jokic's award to win now if he keeps playing well and the Nuggets can, like, it's just a weird season, though, because nobody's really, like, the runaway favorite. We don't see any separation at all. Like, I could still see an argument for a guy like Curry. Or you know what so confuses me, though? How how on earth that Nikola Jokic is an MVP conversation? I, I, I'm sorry, but I don't have any respect for someone who's a number seven seed in, in the West. Yeah, but that's was, what I'm saying. Like, there's just no runaway favorite this year because, like, it, I, Durant was a strong candidate, but he's Jimmy missed, like, Butler. A, a lot of so Jimmy Butler's getting a lot of steam. If you don't know, he's gaining a lot of steam for MVP he because the numbers to even remotely compete with these guys. Well, because the thing is, they think with Embiid out, if the Heat can make a push for like the maybe the number three or two or three seed in the East, and then you know the thing yeah, conversation that's like changes because so the way the Heat play, they have so many guys contribute. It's that's not just Jimmy Butler. He's not putting the team on his back like that. That's what. I, all right, you know what? I know it's unpopular, and I I, I just can't stand the, the the Nuggets. I can't. I, I don't. I don't see. It. I don't see the Nikola Jokic hype because he's putting up the numbers. I mean, a lot of people are putting up numbers, but it's all the numbers. That's all it is. I think it should be Chris Paul. I I, like Chris I Paul. Like, you know, maybe, maybe Chris Paul will gain some traction. He's but nobody's talking about him. People refuse to bring up Chris Paul in the top. Like second place right now if they can somehow like sneak up to first place i think that would do wonders for his mvp case yeah i mean and then then lebron how is lebron still in the conversation like how does he stay in here with ad's impact what's up numbers aren't like tremendous and the thing is the lakers the lakers are under 500 without anthony davis so how is he in the mvp see for me that makes no sense whatsoever and then Curry can't be the MVP if they're the nine seed in the West. Oh my God. All right. We have breaking news right now on the podcast. You saw that? Okay. You saw that? Wait, what? Jonu Smith, four years, oh. $50 million to the Patriots. So the, the Patriots pay a tight end. All right. Let's just talk about this real quick. We really didn't plan this at all, but um, Jonu Smith, four years, $50 million, $31 million guaranteed. That's a lot of money for a tight end. Another position I'm not a big fan of, Ooh. unless you're getting like. To be honest, I can't. I'm not gonna like sit here and like make fun of Bills moves because Bills obviously the goat. Maybe he thinks it's Bill like a nice. John Smith hasn't been productive from a receiving like yeah. a receiving standpoint. He gets in the end zone, but he's well, not. He's like athletic. A big I think that like the promises on him is, is that he was in a run heavy offense, but now he's going to another run heavy offense in, in New England. Like he's uh, in a, he's athletic. He's a he's, he's a solid like you know athlete. Desperate. I, this could just be the Patriots getting desperate that they really. To be honest, so it does feel like that a little bit, but I, I can't like maybe make fun they, of. Maybe they feel like they should get on Galladay. Dude, they gotta get on Galladay. They they need him. They need you know, maybe Juju. They, feel like they have no chance. Maybe they talked to him and he was like, "I have no interest." Yeah, they they need Juju. Then they need to convince somebody to come there. I mean, right now the the, the main headline is Galladay to the Giants. Like that's what people are talking about. What's well, an ass W for us? Maybe the Jaguars. I think the Jags would be a great landing spot for him too. I'd be happy to see him in either spot. Oh, so I, I like I think the Patriots want Galladay, but he doesn't want to go there because because with the Giants you're gonna get either Daniel Jones or Trevor Lawrence with the Jaguars, and I think both of those guys are at this point substantially better than Cam Newton. All right, let's talk about the MVP conversation again. I guess for a little bit more, yeah. we're almost done. But that's what I'm saying. I don't see Steph Curry in the MVP convo though. He's the nine seed, um, right? 
as I said before, it's just a weird year. No one's really running away with it. Maybe yeah, but- James Harden. Like, I don't know. How do people value stats over the accolades? Like, so many people average 28 points a game. Like, how is Dame in the MVP, it not in the MVP? Time in, event? The 2017 when Russell Westbrook won, that's when it all started. When James oh, Harden was. Man, it's just like annoying, though. James how Harden is Chris better. Paul not in the conversation, though, at least? Look at his numbers now. Who has the most rebounds and assists per game? That's all anybody Because I believe Chris Russell- Paul, like, his numbers are really bad, right? Like, his numbers are really bad. It's like, how what is his number? So it's, it's 16 points a game. Five well, they're bad NBA player standards. It, you know, I mean, the numbers are like, I get they're all star caliber, I guess, but like you have to factor in like what his impact for Phoenix. If it's not Chris Paul, I will say, I think Donovan Mitchell should get some recognition too. Cause like, where's, or Rudy, like, where's the Jazz recognition at all for being 28 and 10, number one in the West? I'm more of a fan of winning. I think winning teams should get the award oh, out of these, these stats. Like I said before, that was thrown out the window four or five years ago. They don't care about that anymore. It's a shame because, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I just like don't like the inconsistencies in the voting. So just move so, on, I guess. That's why the award is kind of meaningless. Yeah, but, it is. Um, so let's move on. The Pelicans are becoming the first team in pro sports to get the COVID-19 vaccine. But the players are not being forced to get it, and they're allowed to keep it private. I remember LeBron, I think, yeah. recently came out and said he won't comment on if he's getting yeah, it or not. Um, Which, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say anything. I'm not making a joke. Um, yeah, look, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I think really they're not really. No, my, risk, my thoughts. Their families, I think. My thought on the deal is that it's like, it's. I think it's cool just because we're. I guess we're getting to start to see maybe a possibility of the playoffs, like be having more fans. Like maybe this. I don't know what this leads to really, but. I mean, at least get this process started up so then we can have, you know, full arenas for the... I think we're going to have to wait for the next season to really start yeah. to see an increase because they're saying by, like, May, all adults will be... Yeah, May vaccinated. 1 is the first day, I think, for adults to get the vaccine. That's, like, the first day they're eligible. May 1st, 2021. So it's going to be interesting. Once again, this is really, like, it's a really dicey conversation because a lot of people I know are on one side or other for even getting it in the first place. But then... Um, second of all, I guess like when this whole timeline's gonna become um, about is is the other conversation. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's good to see for sure, though. It's like we're turning the corner, you know. Yeah, hundred percent. Definitely a positive thing. All right, well, let's move on to uh, March Madness. The bracket was more normal. See back, March Madness yeah. finally back. Thank God, March Madness is back. We got it's robbed fine. of a potentially all-time great tournament last year, but that's okay. So let's go into our biggest sleeper, our most overhyped, and I guess we can just talk about who we have winning afterwards. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, so my biggest uh, overhyped team is Michigan. I mean, they lost their best players. So, of course, Michigan is, is obviously in that conversation as a number one seed. Like, I think I, all the teams in that bracket are thankful they're in Michigan's bracket. Yeah, they have to be. I think they're going to lose to LSU in the round of 32, to be honest with you guys. Yeah, a lot of people have that. I think Texas is the best team in that bracket as a three seed right now. And that's not yeah. saying much because I'm not a huge Texas guy this year either. But So what's your overhyped team? My overhyped team is Alabama. I've watched them play a few times. They really struggled out of conference and they're, like, their in-conference wins aren't impressive. They barely scraped past LSU in the championship game. And the SEC was just weak this year. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Weaker than the ACC, honestly. I mean, right. like, Kentucky wasn't even bad. They were like horrendous. Florida was bad. Although they have, they're a seven seed, which I think is ridiculous. So those are the two big teams in the SEC. We're both bad. Um, 
I mean, Alabama's a good team. Don't get me wrong. I think them being a two seed when team like other teams might have deserved it more. But I don't know. I just don't like as a two seed. I think they should be able to make it past the elite eight, but I don't think they will. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, my sleeper team is a big controversial. I would say. But it's Colgate. I mean, they play Arkansas in the first round, which is a team that, in my opinion, are a bunch of frauds over there in Arkansas. You're going for a huge upset. A so I'm going Colgate. So everyone, I mean, it's obviously noted that I'm picking Colgate over Arkansas. 14 versus three. One of them happens every year. It's it's really a, it, There's a more likely chance of one of them happening than none. Um, so I'm taking the 14 over three Colgate over Arkansas. And as far as can they go further? I don't know, but I think for a 14 seed, a sleeper team, this is that's them Colgate. Um, maybe you can make a run at the number at the Sweet 16, which should just be crazy. Yeah. So my sleeper team is Oklahoma State because they're a four seed, which I think is just ridiculous. Cade Cunningham. I don't like. I don't know if the voters have like watched Oklahoma State play, but like the fact that Houston and Alabama and West Virginia have higher seeds than them is just mind blowing to me. Oklahoma State has beaten West Virginia twice in the last week, so like. Like, what? I mean, you have Cade Cunningham. You're the best player in the country. You're going to have a shot in every game. I actually have them going to my championship game. So, like, I really am sold on this Oklahoma State team because unlike other teams who have top NBA prospects, like, Oklahoma State has players around him, too. They have they have plenty of guys who can go out and score, and they're just a great team. And I would like to talk oh, – another upset that I have um, that is very controversial is I have UNC over Baylor in the second round. Um I've seen UNC play a lot, and I think if they, if their guards just don't turn the ball over, they have so much size that it is so hard to deal with them. Yeah, I, I agree with that. So, all right, enough. Oh, shoot, wait, let's give our winners real quick. Why not? Yeah, um, I'm going Illinois. So I saw like a funny kind of. I would even know. It's not really a stat. It's not a stat, but pretty much in 1969, the uh, fighting. What is her? What's what's her name Illinois? again? Illinois. I think it's like the, the fighting. fighting yeah, whatever their, their name is, Illinois, 1969. They make it to the Final Four, but they lose the first game. 1985, they make the Final Four. Then they win the first game. They go to the national championship and eventually lose. Now, um, we got 2021, 16 years later again. It's the, the 16 rule. So 1969, 1985, now 2021. Um, they're going to make it to the um, – oh, shit, wait. I, I might be an idiot. That's not 16, right? 1985 and 20. Dude, this 26. whole theory. Wait, what, dude, this whole theory on TikTok is a bunch of BS. Somebody. Okay, there you go. All right. You know, what? <laughs> we're going Illinois, though. Just because how much. Theory. All right. You don't need a theory to predict Illinois to be the, to win because they, they have a legitimate shot anyway. <laughs> Look, I don't I don't watch college basketball too much. I'm just going to go mm-hmm. Illinois. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they might be the most popular pick right now. I'm going Gonzaga, even though I don't like that Gonzaga's they're undefeated. Too. I think I, I said That's this scary, recently. Though. I think Gonzaga would have been better off losing in their conference tournament just yeah. to like, relieve themselves of the pressure of being undefeated. But they're just so good. I mean, like, all, like, seven guys that they play are just so good. They, oh, you like, know, I saw, like, the Kem Pop stat. Isn't there, like, that's, like, a stat where if you're, like, top – 15 or top 10 in both offensive and defensive chem pop rating. I think it's like the college basketball um, mm-hmm. advanced statistic. That. It's like an advanced statistic for college basketball. And there's only yeah. six teams, I think, that are in top 10 and top um, offense and defense. And I know Illinois is one of them. Gonzaga, obviously, is another. And like Alabama's in it, which is your actually um, overhyped team. So maybe they're in the race too. I think Texas is in it as well. A bunch of other teams. I think two others. Mm-hmm. 
But um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I just think, and Gonzaga has the easiest path, obviously, because they're the number one overall seed. So yeah, you know, like the best team in their bracket's probably Iowa, but like they already beat Iowa this Not year. Not Texas they, has the easiest path, though, according to you. Texas has. I mean, if Michigan Texas and does have an easy path as well, because I think Alabama's overrated. And Michigan, Michigan back too. So they got two. They got two hype teams. Yeah. All right. Well. So yeah, Texas Gonzaga. Let's get some questions from the IG story. Um, the first one's pretty like I mean I don't know I guess like I guess he knows I'm a Nick fan or like I, I don't know TJ if the Knicks play the Pacers in the first round can they beat them debating a buddy wait well, all right, all right TJ they they can yeah they can I mean is there any, but they're not gonna play the Pacers unbelievable juggernaut the Pacers are the ninth seed they're seventeen and twenty that's not. Yeah, wait, the Knicks have a better dude. Record. The Pacers are then. The, this is not going to be a first round matchup. The, the Knicks are the, the one seed. The Knicks are not going to the one seed unless it becomes like a play in game. I don't know, but yeah, the, yes. If they were to meet the Knicks, can absolutely beat them. Yeah, I mean, this that would just be a toss up series, I think. Yeah, uh, Harry, should Washington go after Sam Darnold or keep Taylor Heineke? I, I think keep Taylor Heineke. To be honest with you guys, uh, I disagree. I mean, they caught lightning in a bottle for one game, dude. But not he's not he's not worse than Darnold though. Come on, Sam Darnold. He's been in the league for like seven years though. Like if he was good, he would have been starting already. You never know. I mean, there's <laughs> there's crazy things that happen in this league. Like Christian Wood, I don't know, man. Came out of the seat. I, I think Sam Darnold is a massive upgrade over Heineke. But since I'm a Giants fan, I would like to see Washington stick with Heineke and lose every game they play. <laughs> every year. but no is Darnold really that much of an upgrade over Heineke though like he might be better but yeah, is he really Darnold's been in the worst situation like possible for a quarterback the past years I'm not a huge fan of his anyway but like you need to think with the right pieces well, Washington's least... offense is overhyped though Washington's offense is really overrated oh yeah they're, they're not they're, that without good. a doubt a little overrated but have you seen the Jets offense yeah I mean all right you're not wrong but I don't know I mean all right we already talked about this kind of earlier but MVP pick for oh shit this is NFL MVP pick for next season for the so NFL. Derek sleeper for next season. Oh, I, I skipped. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll go to that next. We'll go to that next. Okay. Okay. All right. I, I mean, I, MVP, I'll go Josh Allen, I guess. Like, why not? Josh Allen Mahomes is always going to be in the running Aaron Rodgers. It's like the same few quarterbacks. It's just whoever. It's yeah, just the quarterback award. So yeah, however, but the narrative is also a big factor. So, if you think about it, the Chief, Mahomes might be set up to win this award because of the narrative of the offensive lineman being bad. Maybe yeah, if they I, go like 13 and three. And his numbers will keep him in the race every year, regardless. You know, I think Mahomes, I'm going to share my pick to Mahomes because I think the narrative will be that, like, you know, he still played good without this offensive lineman, maybe if they play good. So I'll go with Mahomes. Allen's another mm-hmm. guy who easily can win. Um, Got biggest sleeper team for next season. I'm thinking the Chargers, but I mean, everyone knows that. I think, like, I've been on board with the Chargers big time. So. Yeah, I like the Chargers as well. Getting Derwin James back, one of the best safeties. Derwin James is the might be the best safety in the league when healthy. Her- Herbert in his second year, he's like just the best young quarterback in football right now. I mean, besides Mahomes, but is Mahomes even like young anymore? Yeah, no, I mean, Mahomes isn't really young. I mean, he's like yeah, this is fourth like year now. Guy. Yeah. So, um, next up we got, does Blake Griffin make the Nets overwhelming favorites of the title? So, I mean, obviously, right? I mean, obvious. I, I think obviously. I mean, my answer is no, but Kevin Durant and James Harden and Kyrie Irving do. I mean, my, my thoughts on the Nets haven't changed after the Blake Griffin signing. The Nets have to be the overwhelming favorite at this point, though. Like, the Lakers, yeah, especially with the are, AD injury. The, the Blake Griffin signing doesn't change my mind on that. Like, they already were before. Yeah, no, you, no that's true. Oh, my God. All right, we got drinking gallon. What kind of question is this from Ian? Drinking gallon of hot sauce would be hit sick by Sean Taylor. I'm, I'm just drinking a gallon of hot sauce. 
I'm getting hit sticked. I just can't even imagine how that would make my stomach feel. <laughs> it's a gallon of crap. <laughs> the gallon of hot sauce would just destroy my stomach for you weeks. Might <laughs> you might be paralyzed from a hit from Sean. You, you might be like sent to the ER. At least my stomach will still work. I'll still be able to eat. <laughs> dude, your, your body won't work. Is it in the Pro Bowl? Oh, my God. It's either – does your you taste – yeah. I've seen right. that. Yeah, that, that was that was crazy. That was a that was a crazy say ever. But um, Eddie, favorite sports movie? I mean, I don't like. I guess Moneyball. I don't really watch the sports movies, but Moneyball, I guess, is pretty good, right? It's always a classic. Yeah, the only one that I've really watched from start to finish that I can think of off the top of my head is The Blind Side. So, ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm not really once again. I'm not really a movie guy, honestly. I don't like. Yeah. I don't I don't watch it. I like documentaries a lot though. Like like the ESPN like series like they usually do a pretty good yeah, job. Their docs. Yeah. Um, Rob, what moment made you fall in love with sports? Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's a New York, like a giant Nick fan. I guess like the Super Bowl win, I guess. Right. It has to be like the 2011. Yeah. One. Cause the, the first team I watched, cause I was into football first. Cause my dad's bigger on football than any other sport. So hundred percent, the giants winning the Super Bowl in 2007. Yeah. Although those, I didn't understand the magnitude of it at the time, the fact that they were undefeated, the Patriots. So to me, it was just like, Oh, they just won a game. Woohoo. But everybody else. Yeah, that's like, what I thought oh in 2011. God. Like in 2011, when I was watching, I was like 10 years old. But like, I thought like it was just, or I was eight actually. But I thought it was just like a, a game, like just another game. I, I, I wasn't it, as like, I didn't know how big it was. Like felt cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wish, I wish I like knew how big the game was, but I guess not. Um, Giannis or AD? Troy asked. Um, I'm going, I'm going AD, but. Yeah, AD over Giannis, bro. AD never even made the playoffs until he teamed up with LeBron. But Giannis, no, he made the play- always, Giannis has always had a great supporting cast, remember? I'm sorry. I just completely forgot about my series of events. They did win a playoff series with Anthony Davis on the Pelicans. They swept, like, they swept Portland that one year. And 80 was a monster. Like Giannis, Giannis has won MVPs. Come on. And Okay, and really quickly, they swept Portland because Drew Holiday had, like, the best series of his life. Like, that was unbelievable. He locked up Lillard. And <laughs> Drew Holiday had the best was, series. Was, okay. And think that, about that this was, That was unbelievable. Think about this way. Who was, who was Giannis beating the playoffs? A, a Pistons team out Blake Griffin in four games. Like Giannis is one MVP. Like, Giannis is, like, the guy. Anthony Davis isn't the guy. But yeah, LeBron is been, still the guy. Dude, you could have argued that AD was the best player on a championship team, like you could you could argue that. I mean, I think second best player, one A, one B, one A, one B, second best player, second best player. Fair enough. You can look at the numbers, like the way they play, and like this is coming from a LeBron hater. Like LeBron is just still like LeBron, like just his magic. Okay, so yeah, I, I I I get that. So, but let's just say this: Giannis has beat Blake a, a Blake Griffinless Piston team in four games. That was just the worst playoff team ever ever assembled. Then you got the Celtics with Kyrie Irving, Kyrie choke artist Irving, um, who just had a, a poor, a terrible series. Kemba Walker, Jason Tatum, 19-year-old, a 20-year-old rookie, just played like shit. Um, Jalen Brown wasn't really anything special back then. Um, so yeah, you beat the boss. Congrats. You beat a, a team with no center, with no actual big men, where Giannis the feast on like Daniel Tice. Okay. And then you uh, I mean, you lose to the Kawhi and the Raptors, obviously, like you should have. Um, and then you lose to the Jimmy Butler and the they Heat. Shouldn't have, though. In all honesty, I don't think they should have. I really think they should have won that series. Oh, yeah. And then you beat the Magic. I forgot. You beat the Magic. The, the, the Mickey Mouse Magic in the bubble. You beat, you beat them in the, in the bubble. Like, come on, man. These, the I don't East know. is so much easier to win series like that. The East yeah, is so without much- a doubt. But it's just the fact that Giannis has, like, an MVP and, like, 
and a defensive player of the year and like he's just well, like no the, the defensive player of the year to go that was complete bullshit he should have never won defensive player of the year he I don't know. Even, I mean, I he doesn't even guard running. the best player on the other teams. Like in like the playoff, like he didn't guard Jimmy Butler. He didn't even guard Jimmy. How is he the? I don't know. Ah oh, man, but um, yeah. I, I mean, we're split on that one. I think AD can shoot, but whatever. Okay. All right, Dan. That's thoughts okay. on Dan Campbell? Dan, is this, is this Dan Campbell's burner account? No, I'm it kidding. might be. Thoughts on Dan Campbell? I mean, he's a great guy. He seems like a great dude, but is he a good coach? Who knows? Yeah, we don't know. I don't know how he'll be as a coach, but like at the end of the day, you could put like Bill Belichick on that Lions team and they're not winning more than four games. <laughs> Bill Belichick. <laughs> I don't oh think we'll God. have like, an accurate depiction of how good of a coach he is. Oh, this is a pretty good question. So shoot a layup for 50K or shoot a three-pointer for $1 million. I'll take the layup. Take the lamp as well. I'll Easy. I'll take the lamp for 50 I'm not a knockdown three-point yeah, So a CP3, a top three-point guard. Hang on. Like, you skipped them. Is Trey Young underrated or overrated? Trey Young's overrated. I mean, I don't... He, I think at this point, everybody thinks that he's yeah, overrated. Yeah, I guess. I can see that. Like perfectly rated. I, I think at this point, people know okay. what Trey That's Young fair. is. Just, right? yeah. Because no, he wasn't even in the All-Star he's game. He's the so like worst people, defender, though, in the, in the NBA. Like, like, literally dead last. People are aware of that now. People are aware that he's an inefficient shooter. People know what he is now. So I think he's rated pretty but fairly, to be, actually. No, here's why I think he's overrated still. Because if you're the worst defender in basketball, like, literally the worst. You look up the like worst. Historically, the worst defender. Dead last. And then you look at his three-point percentage as a three-point shooter. It's like 30%. Yeah, it's low. It's Like, that's not even, like, actually a good shooter. Like, I, at that point, you're just, like, an inefficient shooter. Shot chucker, like, but me, it, like my it, hands. he takes a lot of tough shots. He takes like curry level of no, shots. No, but he, but he just does. Like, but then you, you gotta get yeah. you know better shot selection. Then I agree. You can't be shooting thirty percent from three and think it's like oh, oh it's okay it's fine. I just think everybody's aware of this now though. Like everybody. Like, okay, so but he's not all star. People say he's a snub. He's not a snub. He he did not deserve to make the all star team this year. Oh, I agree completely. Yeah. I mean, how about this Nate McMillan though? Is turning the Hawks team around? They won five in a row, and now they're the eighth seed in the East. The Hawks, so I guess good for them because Lloyd Pierce they, was awful. They, be. they have so many good young players. Because yeah, Lloyd no Pierce was the worst coach in basketball, but everyone thought he shouldn't have got fired. But I, I was all on board. Lloyd, Lloyd Pierce is awful, worst coach in the yeah, NBA. That guy, that guy was a joke. And, and then right on cue, they went five in a row without him. Five so. in a row without him already, like just like that. But of course, like that's kind of like what happens with the new coaches all the time. They come in hot, but we'll see how they if they can keep it up. Um, should Matt Ryan be the starter in the, with the Falcons? I think so, right? Next year? Yeah. If they're gonna because if they're gonna draft either I don't even think Zach Wilson will be available for them. He won't, he won't be he'll if go they're gonna take uh, Trey Lance. They're probably gonna take a quarterback, I'd think. If they're gonna take one of those guys, it, especially Trey Lance, that's a long term project right there. You're gonna want to sit him for a year. Some people dude, this guy Yoshi's just playing with my head. He's Obi top and a bust. Like of, of course he is. I mean, I it's don't... impossible to call someone a bust now, but I think no, but you can tell though, like you him. you know because I feel like the guys who are not bust, like they come to the league with confidence, man. I think confidence is like the, like Obi plays with no confidence. He looks scary out there on the court. Like he doesn't want to get his own shots up. And I said this coming into the draft. What does he do? He doesn't put the ball on the floor. He can't shoot. He's not a great defender. Like he's not a playmaker. He doesn't do yeah, anything. Like, All we saw him do in college, like I feel like I'm beating a dead horse. All he did was dunk against like division I know. two opponents. Oh wow! You beat he's URI no shot creation and, at all. St. Bonaventure, like that's all no handles, did. no handles, no shot creation, no sh- no, no jump. Dude, he's shooting twenty nine percent from the from three point land in NBA. So he's an awful shooter. Can't shoot the ball. Can't shot create. Can't handle Man, the ball. I just know the Knicks wish they had Halliburton right now. That would have been such a great pit. 
Halliburton and quickly though. Hey, I mean, that would have been interesting to see. Every, and everybody was like, Oh my God, why did Obi top and fall to what, what was it? Seven or eight. Cause eight. he's not good. Cause he's not yeah. good. And that's why all right. Well, eight. the thing is the, the Knicks made up the draft for me by drafting quickly. Cause that was, like, the Knicks won the draft because they at least got quickly. They, they, they saved themselves with that one for sure. Yeah, Cause but that would, that would have been the worst. That would have been another bust in the tank. Spot right now. All right. We got Danny. We got Chubb or Dalvin cook. I mean, isn't this, Oh, it's actually kind of tough. I'll go Dalvin cook. I like Dalvin cook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think he's a better pass catcher than Chubb, too. He's an FSU guy, so I might be slightly biased. Chubb seems to stay healthier more, though. But a Cook is just so explosive, you know? Yeah, I'm going I'm going Dalvin Cook. And then last, we have Winkle. Should the, what should the Vikings do in free agency? I mean, I don't, I don't know. Man, um, um, get, they get need some, help on the offensive line for sure. Pass rushers? Get some pass rushers maybe? I mean, they're getting yeah, they need help on the offensive line and their entire defense. I, I think Anthony Harris is a free agent. So yeah, they're gonna all three levels of the defense. Is, they're all three levels are terrible. So, yeah. Yeah, which is weird because going into the season, people thought they'd be really good. But, um, no. They, yeah, I mean, yeah, they're, they're, they're getting the same height this year though too. Like Everyone thinks they're going to be like 12 and 4 next year. I, I don't know why, but I, I guess. Yeah. No, I mean, because offensively, they're pretty sound. If they No, they're good offensively. Good offensive offensive line a little bit. Like, Kirk Cousins is fine. I know a lot of people like to hate on him. But you have a great running back. You have great receivers. Great receiving and core. Then, yeah. Yeah. And then um, and then they have like Irv Smith, a tight end. I think he's solid. He's great. He's, he's underrated. See, cutting Kyle Rudolph would be good, giving him more opportunity to shine and really show his talent. Offensively, they'll, they'll be fine. It's just defensively, like, man, they are not the 2018 Vikings anymore. I can tell you that much. So All they, right, yeah. They, um, the number one thing, though, is bringing back Anthony Harris because he's an underrated player for sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, he was he was really good, like, 2019. I know 2020, he had a worse statistical season, but he was still a really good player. All right, um, mm-hmm. that's going to be it for the Sneaky Sports Podcast, Season 3, Episode Number 20. Um, Hopefully, you guys did, like, the rebrand. Um, We'll see you guys in the next one. Um, Frank, finally back, uh, Episode 21. He'll tell, us a, he'll tell us an interesting story. Leave it on that cliffhanger. All right, peace, guys.